For the first time ever, I am thrilled to say we have an official sponsor for the Dirk Talk podcast, and that's Ariat. I've worn Ariat boots on every job site I've visited over the years, traveling in them across five continents. More importantly, I have yet to find a single project where working folks, unlike me, are not wearing Ariat boots and workwear in every condition imaginable. And there's really good reason for that. And that's because it's phenomenal stuff. And the more I've learned about Ariat and the company, the more I've loved their brand. So with this, Ariat is offering any Dirt Talk listener 10% off their next Ariat order at ariat.com slash Dirt Talk. That's 10% off boots, jeans, and workwear at ariat.com slash Dirt Talk or at the link in this episode's description. With that, let's get to the show. Welcome back to Dirt Talk. This is Alex Horton, co-host of the podcast, and I'm here working to make the dirt world a better place. I have been so kind this week and decided to handle the intro and the outro for this podcast for my dear co-host Aaron Witt. He's traveling this week, and like I said, I'm such a nice person that I decided to do this for him. We've got a great episode for you this week, episodes with Colby Williams from Fueled Photography. He and Aaron certainly have a lot in common from the uh, taking photos of big machines all over the world perspective. Colby's been doing the field photography thing for a couple years. He's uh, started hiring some additional folks uh, onto his team to help him with all the projects he's working on. Uh, it's excited to kind of hear what he's working on and, and just hear about his growth in his career and the different things he, he gets involved in. He, he's got a pretty cool story. A couple housekeeping things from a build perspective. We have a contest coming up. Uh, we will announce that next week, but we're really excited, and um, I think y'all get a kick out of it. So uh, without further ado, sit back and enjoy this conversation that Aaron has with Mr. Colby Williams from Fueled Photography. I mean, I just want to roll right into this and start shooting the poop about what the hell it is you do. Yeah. And, it, and I guess to clarify for everybody, you know, you're not an operator you're not a construction guy technically no you you can probably relate to me and i i to you more than more than most most people i've uh, i've talked to on the show before yeah yeah we're just uh i think uh guys that enjoy kind of looking you know through the window at what other people are doing and going oh that's pretty cool okay all right i can I can get into that. I don't want to get into that and actually make that my career, but <laughs> I can appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and as you have so eloquently put it before, we just push buttons. <laughs> yeah. I'm just a button pusher on a nice camera. That's all it is. That's it. Simple as that, man. Just you go to Costco, you pick up a really nice camera and you just point it at things. Yeah. You know, I'd, lo- I'd love to, keep it that simple but there it's not yeah so you um you run around the country as like i do taking pictures of trucks and equipment and just cool shit in general mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's um you know it started out as trucks it was really i like trucks i, lo- I, I love the i grew up around trucks and heavy equipment and and uh it started with just that looking at these cool trucks and then it got into the equipment and the logging side of things and uh the interesting side of equipment just kind of what you know how do you showcase this looking at i don't know i looked at all these you see all these brochures and i always thought it was really cool you go into a dealer and see all these just awesome pictures and all these brochures you're like what did they have to do to get that? Where, you know, was it timing? Was it in the right spot at the right place? And just all the lighting and did they just get lucky on a shot and all that? And I just enjoyed trying to reconstruct and looking at some of these images that people created over the years. And going, that's awesome. Yeah, it is. You know, I've, I've started to appreciate more and more like images in the past and, and what went into those and how I could recreate them. And there's, there's a lot to it, mm-hmm. a lot to it. Yeah. 
in yeah and, and i think uh, there's still a very good percentage of luck as well um i i rely on that very heavily <laughs> right yes you have to uh, yeah i i tell people like uh you know they always ask me did you get anything good i'm like i don't know i need to look at it i don't, I don't fucking i have no idea but uh hopefully i got lucky a little bit uh-huh and usually i get i usually get a little lucky and it's it's uh it's been working out okay yeah no, you've been doing a great job. I I saw your stuff really early, really early on, um, long before I think you had plans for all of this. And like you could tell, the first thing that I caught when I saw your work was I could tell right away this is what you love. You you're taking shots of things that you love, and that takes that photo to the next level. Yeah, in my mind. You know, there's, you can go out and take pictures of some cool things. And there's a lot of guys out doing photos, uh, that are really good. But I think to get to that, that next step, it's, it, you've got to have a love for what you're shooting. And that's really it. At least for me, I don't know. I don't know where you're at, but I don't necessarily enjoy like photography as a whole because I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't really enjoy photographing anything else. And I don't have a desire to photograph anything else. I don't know. Do you, do you do you take pictures of everything, or you don't really care about other stuff? I'm not at a level of I've got to shoot everything. Um, there was a point I I would take pictures of a lot of things, uh, cars and landscapes and things like that. Things that I enjoyed. It's always been things that I enjoy or are like. But uh, you know you. Yeah, it's photography as it to me it's a it's a relaxing thing. It's a stress relief. Um I always laugh. I've had a camera since the early uh or well, I should say late 90s uh in high school and stuff and it's it's always been one of those kind of things that keeps me happy and stress relief. I can just go out and shoot and uh I think the worst 6 months of uh, that I had was, uh, there was six months where I sold all my camera gear, didn't have anything, didn't have any plans to keep doing it. I was working at Boeing. I was just going to keep doing that. And that was the worst six months of my life. Got hurt really bad, was always stressed out, you know, and just, ah, so I I ended up picking up a camera again. And yeah, for me, it's, I enjoy the photography side. I enjoy clicking the button. Um, I enjoy, there's, I always think of there's two, two types of shots. There's a picture you just take and then there is a picture that you create. And so I like going back and forth between those. You know, there's a, hey, for example, you're on a job site and this, you know, awesome machine is, is just happens to be, you know, taking this scoop of dirt or something really cool. And you're in the right spot at the right time. Taking that picture is awesome. But there's another level too of, hey, you're getting hired to go out there. And this is where I'm kind of at now is, here's a machine, here's a truck, whatever, here's a location. I need you to create uh, a really good image out of this. And yeah. to me, that's another part that I really enjoy. I think that's the probably one of the bigger differences between our style is you, you put so much effort and thought into how you create the image. Whereas I put so much effort and thought into putting myself in the right place at the right time but mm-hmm. not necessarily getting the image I want. <laughs> and and I, <laughs> right. I very, very rarely actually think through like how to set something up. Whereas, you know, you're, I, I've always respected your work because you can tell how much work has gone into just putting that truck or whatever it is in that place at that time. And it just looks so spectacular. And yeah, I just, thank you. I don't, I don't do any of that. I just run around like a, like an ape and just point my camera at shit that looks cool. Right. And th- I think that's the amazing part of this whole photography and film and everything is there's so many different ways to do it and still get away with making a great image. Uh, I follow guys. There's a guy up in Canada I follow who does interior photos and total different setup, total different camera gear. Everything is completely different. His workflow is completely different. And it's, you know, you can't, you can't just go say, Hey, by the way, let me copy your style or any of that because he's created this, 
way of doing it on his own, kind of like what I've done is my own style. And so it's, uh, it's, it's really cool to see how many different ways we can go about creating uh, a really cool image. And so I, I enjoy yeah. that. Well, it has to be, it's like a really, really personal process that has to work for you and, and work mm-hmm. with how you think it's just, and, and if it's not like that, you're never going to go anywhere. Like I, it, I get frustrated when people try to emulate or just really just copy what I do, not mm-hmm. because they're copying me, but because they're robbing themselves of the enjoyment in, in, in finding like their own process. And mm-hmm. that's what's been so much fun for me is really just creating what works best for me. It's like, what lens should, you, should I use? I don't know, whatever you like. And that's why I've gravitated what <laughs> yeah. I use. It's just like, that's just what I connect with. I don't, they're not necessarily better or worse. And it's such a shame to see people just copying uh, and, and robbing themselves of that. Yeah. I, I have nothing against some of the people copying. It's when they don't put the extra effort in or they're, they've been doing it for so long, you can watch them and they're not growing. They're not changing. The images are still the same. They're not, you know, I, people don't understand that when I started really pushing to get my photography uh, to become a business, I would, I was out taking my car out at 4am to catch before getting set up before light come up, taking it to a cool location, setting up my laptop, setting up all these lights and just shooting different ways, watching YouTube videos, doing all these different things on a car that, you know, yeah, it's great. I knew it was, you know, it's not a truck or a machine, but I still needed to practice. I still needed to try it. And I always looked at photography as uh, like a sport. You know, you don't go out on the football field and just immediately go out and do a game. I don't go to a photo shoot and just think I'm going to go click, click, click right off the bat and take awesome shots. I, you got to warm up. You got to get into it. And some of these guys that copy are, okay, cool. But also develop, you know, keep developing, keep growing, keep doing your thing at your own personal style. And so I've seen a few people do that lately. And it's pretty cool to see them going and, and you know, you watch them go in another direction. You're like, oh, I didn't even know you're going to go that way. That's awesome. Yeah. So I'll give them a lot of credit. What was your first uh, paid gig where someone actually handed you money for photos? Well, how it started, um, I started, I bought a Canon 5D Mark II or something. I don't know. I spent like three or four grand. I had to beg my wife to let me get this camera. I wasn't even fueled photography at the time. I wasn't anything. I was just doing it. So to spend four grand on a camera was, you're not making any money. Uh, you know, that was crazy. And then I, you know, Buckley had a log show out here. Well, it's Seattle. It's pouring down rain, but the camera was waterproof. And I was like, well, it's brand new and it's warrantied. I'm going to be the only photographer out here shooting in the rain. So I shot some really cool, shots of these trucks going through the parade in a downpour and that got onto Facebook and some people bought some prints through that and that really blew up and I wasn't you know social media was I don't think it you know you kind of look at it and go well heck would I have ever gotten anywhere without it um but as far as paid jobs I think it was it was kind of one of those things where hey you could could you come out and shoot one of my trucks and uh I really started out I didn't think anybody would shut down or pull their trucks off a job so I could go take pictures. Why would you lose money to let me go take some pictures of your truck? And, and at the time, what do you even need it for? You know, it, most people don't have websites that were decent. You know, they're not, they're, you're not going to, to get a truck off and hiring them off a website. So what do you need photos for? But, um, yeah, I had one company, uh, PGH here in town. One of their drivers was like, Hey, come shoot my truck and all these guys, you know, they always have them chromed out and polished out and just well taken care of. And I thought that was always pretty cool. And so it, uh, it kind of grew from there and trying to figure out what do you charge? That's the hardest part. I think it's, and I, I really don't, uh, envy some of these guys trying to start out and figure out, you know, I still try to figure out what the heck am I charging? You yeah. Know? How do you justify it? Yeah. No, right? I mean, we've so, had a lot of conversations about that. 
I, I even yeah. after doing this for a few years now, we're we're on our way. I had a company say yes to a number the other day that I thought for sure they were going to say no to, and they said yes to it. I was like, no kidding, no, look at that, <laughs> right? Yeah. And I just yep. it just made up. I there was you know it, I couldn't I couldn't really justify it, but hey, okay, if that's if that's what you're going to go for, great. Uh huh. Yeah, I guess it's it's all in one side. It's like wow awesome thank you uh this you don't know how much this is going to help and and on the other side you're like man did i leave money on the table could i have gotten away with more you know and i don't know i i've never been out there trying to get the top dollar um i almost kind of choose i go based on you know the, some of these customers i want to work with i'm actually you know right now one of the why one of the best years ever is I have a group of customers right now that I just absolutely love working with. And it's, I'll take that over just jabbing them for money, you know, and, and having to go, Hey, I need more. And I got to be a higher rate. And I, I, I'm just enjoying where I'm at. Honestly. Yeah. Well, I, I envy you there a little bit because I've created a monster that I need to keep feeding. Yes, you have. So, <laughs> yep. yeah, I, I, I only have one choice in the matter. It's made for me. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's good. You know, it's it, you've got a team. Um, you know, I, I just hired Travis Monday to come out and start to help it because I can't get to everything. And Andrew's been taking our film side a lot further, and that's been really good. And so it's, it's nice to have a, a team. I've never had this before. I've always been just me. And so it's always been these conversations in your head by yourself going, Hey, is that too much? Or is this too little? Or should I be doing this? You're always, you know, trying to figure out what you're doing wrong or right. And so now having people around you to kind of bounce ideas off of or feedback, man, it's so good. Yeah, I, I agree. And it's just, I, um, you know, I was doing it on my own and then I heard Chell and, and started kind of teaching him how yeah. I, I did things. And it's so much fun for me to look through his photos now because he's to the point I, I don't really give him a whole lot of feedback anymore and, and just let him create as he see fits, as he sees fit. <laughs> but I love when we're on the same project for whatever reason. It's rare nowadays, but looking through mm -hmm. his photos and they're totally different than mine of the exact same oh, machines absolutely. in the same place, but there's just a different spin on it. And it like, uh -huh. and then the ones where it's like, holy shit, that was a great idea. Like, man, why didn't I think of that? It's just, it's a lot more fun to see what someone else is doing in the same setting. Absolutely. Yeah. He, and he does a fantastic job. He's got a great eye for, you know, you can tell he obviously loves it as well. And uh, I like that. Just You could like literally standing in the same spot and take two different photos and, and know that, you know, if his is better. Like, well, how did you do that? Or how did, where did you see that? right yeah. I, it's just always a fun part yeah yeah that's why you know with these guys uh, just having you know that's why i enjoy some of the social media and watching these other photographers and you go oh man I, you know you, you can't get jealous you know, you know you want to but they they they're in their that opportunity they're in that spot to get a cool shot and you kind of got to appreciate it and go that's awesome you know as long as they're they're good people I'll, cool. I'll pat you on the back. I think that's awesome. And uh, there's a lot of guys out there. I think it's pretty cool. The the automotive industry for photography, I never wanted to get into. Those guys are brutal to each other. They don't talk to each other. There's a couple good guys out there that really help out and, and touch base with other people. But that was a frustrating part I had in the early days. Is you couldn't reach out to any other photographer and say, hey, man, what are you doing? And what are you shooting on? And how does this work? And they just wouldn't respond or they don't want to talk to you or they think you're going to steal their clients and it's annoying. And so I, yeah. I kind of went through with, I don't want to be that guy. You know, I can't answer every message or every phone call. I'll, I will help to a level that I can. I, and I realized when I got to a certain point, it's like the ones that are willing to share are the ones that are most secure in their <clears throat> abilities and ability to create and, they're just very confident in their methodology and, and who they are and what works for them. So they're not all yeah. that upset or, or afraid with, you know, telling people what camera they use because they know that that's not what really matters. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. There's, 
there's guys at the, uh, at, you know, the LA high level, you know, hundreds of thousand dollar photo shoot kind of photographers out there that I don't know what it is, is or that they're too busy or if they're under contract or whatever. But, you know, I'd always love to go hang out with one of those guys and see why, why does a, a you know, a Chevy truck photo shoot take hundreds of thousands of dollars and days and planning and, you know, all this stuff and a crew of 30 or 40 people. Why does it take all that? But you can't, you know, it's hard to get to that level and get to that, uh, see all that stuff because it's all so closed off. But, um, I'm slowly getting to that point where you can get to see some of that stuff. Yeah. You get in on some pretty, pretty wacky shit. I mean, you see stuff that like you're seeing stuff that, that people don't see yet. It's, mm-hmm. it's a whole world yeah. of NDAs and all sorts of stuff. And, 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 you know, it's, it's just, you get to see some pretty neat stuff behind the scenes. It's cool. It's fun. It's, uh, it's tough not sharing it and talking about it. Kenworth has been, uh, an amazing customer, uh, started with them a couple of years ago. One, one guy in the marketing guy, uh, group found me and, and, uh, on Facebook and just kept trying to get, you know, with Kenworth back for the longest time has always been computer generated images and they used to do real photography. And so, you know, for me to get in there was, well, we don't do photography anymore. So why are, why are we even doing this? But, you know, we just kind of, they're slowly getting back to it. And, um, yeah, I remember going into the R and D building and, you know, being, Hey, sit down. Here's a whole bunch of paperwork. Need you to read through all of this. Uh, sign it, and then uh, and then we can show you some really cool stuff. Like, all right, let's let's get to work here. So it's been been really fun. Yeah, I people don't trust me with that kind of stuff because I'm too <laughs> I'm too open on yeah. social media, which is which has done done which, which has been a good thing. I don't regret it, but it people and those big companies look at me like a liability now. Like even the mm-hmm. other day, someone was like, you know, I, I ran into a little bit of trouble, and they were like don't go share this on social media. And I'm like, I'm not going to go share it on social media. Like what? what? I, I don't just share everything. Like I, I have a brain. I can, I can be smart and, and identify what should be on there or not. But I also want to share people, you know, share with like all the, the good and then the bullshit that goes on in my life too. Like, it's not just going to be all this polished, beautiful nonsense. Uh, but but yeah. the big companies, they, they do not like that. No, no, they want to, uh... It's weird because to me, your, your, your stuff is, uh, you can put it out there and for the most part, right. You can share, you can show people what people are doing and work and stuff like that. And it's interesting to see your business be, um, you know, here's what's going on and I can put this out there and, and it's all through build with, whereas mine is I'll go on Instagram and the first 15 images of the morning or whatever are all my shots for, and all my customers there. It's none of my posts. It's, yeah. you know, it's all these different companies I've worked for. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I shot that six months ago. And Oh, there's a shot from a year ago. And Oh, there's a shot from whatever. And, um, it's just a different, uh, style, but it still works. And so it's, it's pretty cool to me to see how both styles are working and, and this whole, uh, social media and all that. Now, and you're much you're much better at playing the commercial game than I am. <laughs> I just enjoy getting the, uh, getting to go build it. And that's, you know, that, that, gr- that style of shooting is where I get to go create the image. And so I've just pushed that. I get to go out and take a brand new truck and go be creative on my own location for the most part with my own style and, uh, all that. And so, you know, you kind of have to if you want to keep doing that. Yeah, and and it's, eh, I've been pretty hard headed about it, and it's like it's like you know, Caterpillar doesn't want anything to do with me because it's like mm-hmm. they want it done their way, and I'm like, ah, eh, yeah, I don't, I, I, I've, I don't want to do it your way. I want to do it my way, and they're like, okay, well, kick rocks. <laughs> we yep. don't know what to tell you. Yep. <laughs> and we've had some really big companies <laughs> come to us and say, okay, this is what we want. We don't, we want it done our way, and I just, I just tell them, no, I. I don't do it that way. So if you want it that way, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't talk to me any further. And then uh, what do they uh-huh. do? They don't talk to me any further. No. So, yeah. 
I've, uh, <laughs> I would say it's interesting because, you know, that's, I'm a look at cat as a perfect example. I'd be in the same boat. They probably wouldn't hire me. Um, I've gotten very lucky with Kenworth and Warehouser and McNeilius and a couple others that have just allowed me, you know, you do a couple shoots in the very beginning and they're like, you know, you're on a, on a being tested to see what's going to happen and how they're, how you're going to perform and how, what kind of shots you're going to get. And then at some point they just cut you loose and they're like, Hey, we trust you. You know, now, um, McNeilius is fantastic with just, uh, last week with, yeah, San Jose, never been there never, or never been to that customer, never met him before, never seen the truck before. Uh, I got four hours to go create a calendar shot and they just, yeah, here's, have fun. Tell us, you know, let us know how it goes. Like, all right, cool. So, yeah, I think it was the, the McNeilis, it, it might've been a calendar or something like that from last year. And I was sitting there looking through the images and every one of them, was, I would just, I was just thinking like, huh, huh, like, huh. Like it was like a truck in this just beautiful background in California and then a truck yeah. in New York city and then a truck. And I'm like, how the hell does this guy even think of this stuff? I, I like <laughs> who the hell comes up with, yeah, yeah I'm going to go take a picture of this beautiful concrete truck in the middle of Manhattan. Yeah. It's just something. Like, yeah. No one it's does stressful that. too. Yeah, that's, no kidding. Well, well, I'll take that for example. You know, that's Gotham Ready Mix last year. Um, hey, you're going to go to New York. Um, you don't have a budget to spend a day scouting locations. You uh, you have to be there. You know, I get to set my own time. Well, I want to obviously catch sunrise because most places don't work evenings, so you're not going to get sunset stuff. And, uh, you know, so it's, take an uber to a place i've never been to this this uh batch plant in brooklyn at 4 a.m you know waiting for the gates to open and these guys are trying to move all these trucks out which is crazy how busy it is and then find the find who your contact is who's your driver and and oh by the way trucks are moving oh we're working so you got to shoot around the job and then uh take that truck and go cruise through New York with traffic and, and not being able to block streets off or any of that stuff. And then, and actually try to go find stuff that would look cool. So yeah, that was, I think we spent probably four or five hours driving around downtown and back over and trying to get, you know, Hey, how can you get a shot on the bridge? Well, you can't just trying to get these different ideas. I think that's, that's kind of where I've been for the last couple of years is just going out, and creating from scratch um, on the day of, which is, it's stressful. It's still stressful. I, I got to shoot Monday in my hometown and I'm still trying to think, huh, all right, where do I take a car hauler loaded with cars? I, I'll, I'll tell you the one of the coolest shoots that I remember was most stressful too is I've got two oversized heavy haul trucks, you know, loaded up from the parade they're, you know, hey, we're going to go take us to a location. So two oversized loads following me to figure out where we're going to get some shots. And uh, I just remember going, man, if I make one wrong turn and I get these guys down a road that they can't get out of, that's going to be bad. <laughs> so it's a good time. It's it, pretty amazing. I mean, yeah, I, I always different. joke, I always joke that I'm going to, steal your, your market share and go after trucks, but I have no interest in doing any of that. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll stick to my dirt. Well, the one thing I, you know, it's interesting with you is I, before you came along, I always thought that there was never enough work out there. I would, there wasn't a lot of work. There was a few people shooting trucks and my focus was trucks early on. And you had guys like Roger Snyder who were doing uh, Chrome and Elegance calendars, but he's, he's got a full-time job shooting in Hollywood and he's taking trucks to his own, you know, doing his own style on it. Um, and so for me trying to find people like, Hey, can I, can I shoot your truck? Well, I am, I'm busy working. So it was always like, how do you get going into that? And I, for the longest time, I thought there's not enough work out there. And then, 
you kind of came along really showing me like, oh, I'm only really hanging out on the Pacific Northwest and the West Coast. And then there's all these other places that you can reach out to. And, and there's actually a shit ton of work out there. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And I, I kind of created the market for what we do. And when you create the market, you get, you get some, some unique freedom to mm-hmm. operate as you please. And, and uh, like, I always like Avon Chenard and how he talked about, you know, if you don't like the game you're playing and you keep losing, then go make up a new game and make the rules up and you're going to win a lot more. And so yeah. that's what I tried to do is just kind of make my own game in which I could, I would win most of the time. And I, I lost big and I have continued to lose big in a lot of ways, but uh, it creates, a, there's a lot of opportunity. And I, I, what I had to do was like, I had to, I had to, create value for the photographs. I think a lot of the value and like, as you explained initially, at least was, you know, you were, you were really capturing like their pride in a single photograph Mm -hmm. and and allowing them to, to really just feel an enormous sense of pride. Whereas for me, like tractor pictures and this now, like, yeah, okay, cool. That's like, that's sweet, sweet backhoe. Like we look good. We're proud of that. But like, what else does that do for us? And once I connected the dots, like, hey, so you're struggling to find people. What if we put these on the internet, show you people what you do? I think you're going to end up with more people. And once I was able to connect yeah. that dot, it was like, all right, I think this might work. Yeah. Yeah. Given the, the types of images, you know, you can shoot a machine or you can shoot a machine doing something and an operator standing there doing something or somebody. If you can put some emotion or some kind of get a feeling at you look at it and get somebody to react to it. It does so much better. Yeah. And getting people to look at, Oh, that's a job opportunity. Oh, I could go do that. I mean, that's how I got into the Marine Corps. I, uh, I wanted to fly. I was already, I already had my pilot's license. I was already graduated high school. I wanted, you know, I wanted to get going into, um, the airlines, you know, on the September 11th happened and it's like, well, so much for that. And, uh, I found a picture on the Marine Corps brochure of a crew chief in a helicopter, you know, just looked cool. You get that emotion, that feeling like this is, I could do that or I want to do that. And that would be really cool. And so, um, yeah, that, that's where we're at, right? Is we are trying to show people that, that you can go do this, apply for it. I think the, the hard part with these two industries, you know, trucking and, and heavy equipment is you can't just walk onto a job site and uh, say, hey, I want to run that dozer. Why don't you hire me? So the industries have been closed off for a long time. Well, now I think they're, they're hurting for people so bad that I think you could do it. But uh, that that's never been the case, right? And this is kind of what I'm working with on like uh, a couple other big companies right now is they're way out in the woods. They You can't just go see what these guys operate. Yeah. So, you know, I go out and film it and hopefully put it out there so people can look at it and have some kind of feeling about it. And I always think of it like the Top Gun effect. You know, Top Gun came out in 86 as it was... If I remember right, it was kind of more or less a, a recruiting tool to help the Navy, but it wasn't about the guy signing up that day or that year. It was more or less the next generation that the, the you know, that next 10 years, those people going, Hey, I want to be a fighter pilot uh, because I saw Top Gun and it worked. So I feel like, you, you know, where our business is right now is we're trying to create you look at how young people are looking at some of the stuff and you're like, perfect. I, you know, even my kids like, Hey, in 10 years, when you need to start looking for work or a job, or you would want to decide what career you want to go down. Um, hopefully our stuff impacted you to go and say, realize, Hey, this is a really good job, a really well-paying job. And, uh, also a lot of fun. Right. It's badass. Yeah, no. And it, it's funny because industry like forestry um it's kind of it's been pretty low-key and they get they get a lot of negative attention so that what they've done is like okay since we're we get negative attention we're just gonna disappear into the woods and do our thing Mm -hmm. and that worked great until they couldn't find people 
And then the narrative ran wild. So every time you say you're you're out with loggers, everyone's like, "Wow, they! I mean, they like ruin the environment, and they're it's just so negative." Yeah, they have no like, idea. Like, what are you? Yeah, you go out there once, and you're like, "Okay, so these are some of the most caring people about the environment I've ever met in my life, and they are so mm-hmm. brilliant." And yeah, there's just so much positive positivity around it that people don't understand. Um, so now it's, now it's switching in the opposite direction where, Hey, maybe we should talk more about this because the whole not talking about it has not worked all that well for us. Yeah. Yeah. And Axman didn't help one bit. It really put a negative light on that whole industry as if, as if there's an accident every single day and guys are dying every day. And yeah, it's still a rough industry, but man, it wasn't like that. They, they pushed that negativity so far it's unbelievable so yeah they you know they it's interesting to watch um that logging industry and what they're doing and yeah now they're going to working towards being mechanized so there's no boots on the ground it's all every guy's in a machine and well protected and um it's it's gonna be a really cool industry here in another year where you know that's what i'm trying to show people is you most of the guys i've met they're in their own machine. They've got their name on the machine and they, uh, they love going out in the woods and they're, they're out in that freedom. They're out in the wild and their boss isn't out there and they just get to crank the music up and, and go, uh, go do their thing. And they know it's, it's unbelievable that some of these companies have a hundred year plan. They know what, you know, part they're going to log and when they're going to replant and almost, how much timber is going to come back within 40, 45 years. It's, it's yeah. well thought out. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, mining is the same way too. It's all, everything is like, you know, spoken about in decades and, and, and you just sit there and think it's like, what other industry sits and thinks about decades? Like, yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It, it, it's amazing. And it is a good gig. And the first time I saw Pacific Northwest logging, I think I was with you. And I, I was just, yeah. I was blown away by how beautiful it is. I, you know, I was testing you to see if you'd come out at one thirty in the morning and meet me at a Walmart parking lot to go log. Oh, see, how, that, see yeah. how dedicated you are to a real photo shoot. No, I, yeah, no, no question. <laughs> I, I'd do that at any day of the week. Still to this day, nothing's changed. Yeah, that's the difference. Right? That's what you have that's, to do. You, like you know, you know yeah. this too. It's like we, you know, we have to be there when they're there. And we're working mm-hmm. when they're working. So if they're working overnight, we're working overnight. And if it's, I know you, you, you work with some like time sensitive stuff. I know with, with like heavy, heavy haul, heavy lift, that kind of stuff. And yeah. uh, that's done at weird hours. And when people are not out because they don't want people around when they're doing it and, and you're there too. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's just, I guess that gets in. There's been some really fun. Yeah. Wait. I did a shoot with Omega Morgan. Uh, they did the, the Washington state's heaviest haul two years ago, almost a million pounds load, this transformer, you know, I'm five hours from home furthest away in the state. It starts at 11 o'clock at night and goes to 6am, mm-hmm. you know, four nights in a row. And we've got like a 16 mile stretch of highway that's closed off because this thing is, you know, 16 feet wide, 30 plus feet tall. And, I think they're, I think they were coming in at like uh, 370 something feet long and just awesome. Right. It's like, well, you don't get to see this every day and you definitely won't see it during the day when they're parked and, uh, you know, state patrols out there. And so it's, it's, it's been fun with them because some of those times you got to go in and, uh, I actually get to go in and brief with the state patrol and like, look at, uh, I'll be leapfrogging on these spots and here's, you know, this is my truck don't pull me over. I'm not a drunk driver in the middle of the night trying to take photos. I'm actually working with these guys. And yeah, some of that stuff has been really awesome. Pretty gnarly. Yeah. Interesting to see what those guys go through. And, and, uh, another great company to, that I've been lucky enough to work with over the last couple of years. Just cool people. Yeah. But that's in that, that's how to create great images in this industry is it's really hardworking people at weird hours and you need to, match the intensity I feel like is, is at least what I've found. And yeah, also, point. you know, you're, you're traveling. I mean, you travel a lot and mm-hmm. just that alone kicks the shit out of you. Yeah. 
yeah, I had four flights in four days last week, and that was the first I've done that. I'm I'm yeah. pretty sure I'm not doing that again. No, that was rough. No. Yeah, that's pretty brutal, isn't it? It's it's uh, it was nice with COVID with flying when they had the middle seat open and there was nobody at the airport and you know you could just breeze through. But last week spring break and and all the people trying to go through security and you're just like, are you serious? You didn't realize that you can't have all the metal on when you go through a metal detector. Yeah. Are you kidding me? All right. Thanks for wasting my time. I feel like, so. I feel like, like right now, some of the airports are as busy as I've ever seen them. Yeah. Well, look at, um, look at, we, all these people have been stuck at home for a year. You know, I've, I, I saw a couple people in the airline or well, some of the bloggers that I follow on some of the aviation side that, you know, there's one guy, he's like, Oh, I haven't left my house in 200 and some days. And I'm going, that's ridiculous. But, uh, what's the equal and opposite reaction to that? It's going to be, everybody's going to travel now. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's brutal. It's going to get worse for a little while and then it'll maybe hopefully taper off. But yeah, it, I'm totally with you. The airport has gotten ridiculous in the past couple of weeks. I know. I'm a little, uh, I'm a little nervous for summer. Everyone's going to be traveling all over. And, and it's like, yeah, you, you, you have all these families going on vacation and you're, you're there. You're like, I'm just trying to work. Like, I'm just trying to get to my job right now. I, mm-hmm. I don't need to be dealing with this bullshit. And yet everybody's in the same place. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's yep. just, uh, yeah, even even if you're like really taken care of, which which we are these days, you're still yeah. stuck with the same bullshit. Or like, yeah, sorry, mechanical delay. Don't know what to tell you. When are we gonna leave? <laughs> I don't know. Like, it, it, and you're just sitting here like, come on. And you've been on the road for six or seven days. You're wiped out. You just want to get home. You're stuck in yep. an airport. You're. It's just, um, yeah. Like, I think my last my last trip. I was coming off California two weeks in California and I missed my connection connecting flight in Dallas, Fort Worth for the stupidest reason. And I'm oh, just there's sitting nothing there. better than taxing to the, the, to the gate and your phone pops up with a, your flight, your next flight is departing in five minutes. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, well, that's and I, fantastic. And I've been there. And so it's like, okay, yeah, you know, like, like it's like now boarding and you're still on the, you're still on the first plane. You're like, all right, like yeah. this is going to be snug, but I can do this. And then we get, we almost get to the gate and they're like, Hey, sorry, the gate is broken. So we need to wait for them to fix it. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, you're shitting me. Like we're delayed. We, I think we're going to make it. And then the fucking, I can't get off the plane so I can run to my next flight. And then I run to the next flight anyway. Cause I'm like, I don't give up. I'm not a quitter. I'm going to make this thing happen, even though it's totally helpless. And right yeah. as I get there, they're, they're pushing the plane off. And I'm like, son of a bitch. Oh, you've got to think the, the design of it is so archaic. Why, why can we not improve this process? It's unbelievable to me. Yeah. I've been very lucky being able to fly out of Seattle. I get a lot of direct flights, you know, it's been very, very nice for that. Uh, I will take that, but man, it's, you know, you know, it's, uh, you're busy. Like, oh, what was it? Maybe last year, I think maybe the year before, I spent a week on the road, flew home, got home at 11, landed at 11 o'clock at night, only to go to a shoot at midnight for a bridge girder. Like, I didn't even get to go home. I went, I got off the airplane, and went right to work. That's brutal. Like, this sucks. Yeah. 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 Or, but hey, that's the job. I remember my first, my first trip that I had to fly to another place after I was already some, somewhere. So it's like uh-huh. you, you, your whole life, you fly somewhere. You do something, you get tired, and then you go home. And you're like, wow, thank uh-huh. thank goodness I'm home. And then this time was, I flew somewhere. I think it was to South Carolina, worked for a few days. And then I flew to Illinois after that to work for a few days. And I'm like, this sucks. Like, uh-huh. I didn't get to go home. I didn't get a break. I, it, you're getting on a plane to go somewhere that's not home. And it is, it's kind of depressing when you first do it. It is. It is. And then the opposite side of it, like, you know, how was your road trip last year when you couldn't fly and you guys, yeah. when you spent 50 some days on the road? Yeah, it was, uh, yes, a 7,500 mile road trip. It sounds awesome. It's really cool. The first two, three days. And then the end of the week, you're like, 
Oh shit! I really didn't think this through. No, no, no! Like when when Angel and I were done with that, we just looked at each other like, "Let's never fucking do this again." Like, yeah. <laughs> you guys mean, didn't even say goodbye when you got home, right? You just no. walked away from each other. No, yeah, no, it was. I, uh, yeah, I, it, you know, my limit is about two weeks, and so we're I'm toying with the concept of road tripping again, but you know going somewhere, go, g- making it two weeks in and then going home for a week and then picking up mm-hmm. where we left off and like just leaving the vehicle or whatever we're driving there. Yeah. Um. So I think that's the way we're going to do it. But yeah, four or five weeks at a time, it's just, it's n- not sustainable. No, it's hard. I, uh, when I first started out, we had the camp trailer and I had my wife and kids and the, and the dog. So we decided I had a plan to go from Seattle down to Yuma, Yuma across to Louisiana, and then back up to the Great Lakes, and then cut across back to Seattle. Five, five and a half weeks. Got the whole family with me, so what could go wrong, right? We're, this is going to be awesome. And uh, I think we made it 50, 60 miles before somebody come up one next to me and was like, hey, you're on fire. The camp trailer, the wheel bearing, decided to go out and so that was a great start. Got down to Yuma, tried to get that fixed, thought we were good, made it all the way up through, you know, three weeks into this fourth week going into the Great Lakes and the wheel flies off the camp trailer at 70 miles an hour. And my wife is having a panic attack and had to have it towed $4,000 bill later to, you know, we're driving, finally headed home, made it to Twin Falls and the rear end of the, my Tahoe at the time gave out. Like, oh, there goes that. So, yeah, that trip was, uh, I look at it, it was awesome. It was, a, it was a cool experience with the family. My wife thinks the opposite of that. Just, no, that was not fun. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and it was expensive. But, hey, we did it. And it was, it was interesting. Well, and those, and those trips, too, are the ones that you remember. Like, the ones, the trips for us that have gone, have gone just horribly wrong are the ones we still talk about. When something just mm-hmm. goes perfectly, you're like, okay, that was great. We got some good stuff, yeah. but we're probably not going to talk about it again. Yeah, why can't it always be that way? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I don't know. <laughs> with, with, with travel, it's just a matter of time before things go horribly wrong. Yeah. But I don't yeah, want to be too negative about it. I very much enjoy no, traveling. I, uh, I enjoy, you, know, it's, uh, you know, I was going to say, it's, I really enjoy the process. I enjoy the traveling, get to see some cool places, get to meet some really cool people. Um, the hard part is you keep meeting more and more people. And, uh, you know, I, San Jose, I go down there and meet this Vietnam veteran who was in the Marine Corps. So him and I hit it off, you know, Hey, Oh, you're in the Marine Corps. Awesome. We're basically brothers. Right. And, uh, just listening to his stories from, from Vietnam. And, and I mean, we spent, I'm like, hey, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go do a photo shoot. We're two hours in his office bullshitting about Vietnam. Like, man, I, this is awesome, but I gotta go to work. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, without these jobs, you'd, you'd never get to meet these people. And that's kind of really the, the awesome part of it. Yeah. And I, I didn't fully appreciate it until last year when the world was losing its mind and mm-hmm. taking television for reality. And, you know, we yeah. did over a hundred flights last year on top of the road trip and to see reality for what it really is and have the ability to leave your house. Like some people didn't do in a year. It just, um, it gives you such a, uh, such a more expansive worldview. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've had to turn off some of the social media. You turn off the news and you turn off the, the TV and you go out into the real world and you realize that none of that is real no. for the most part. No. Uh, all the things they say are going on isn't really going on. People are actually nice to everybody uh, for the most part, right? There's there's some rough places, but for the most part, everybody is just wanting to go to work, do their, their job, have a good time, enjoy their life, and go home at the end of the day. And what's wrong with that? You know, I think it's awesome. I, a fair question. Yeah, I uh that's that's what I've observed too, but but you you consult the media and it is that is just not the case. We are wrong. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, you'd be a lot happier. You know, I, I think I asked you this, and I've read this. You know, I, I always kind of give this out to a lot of people. I was like, hey, that book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Right? Good. Just, yeah. It's got so many good points, and I wish I could let my kids read it, but obviously, you know, they're still young for that, but uh, there needs to be a kid's version of it. But just enjoying life, enjoying the process, enjoying where you're at. Um, good and bad. Oh, and there's, and that's the other side of it, right? Is there's always good and bad. And I mean, perfect example the other day. And a lot of people, if they don't get this, um, you know, I, I, I brought up a bunch of prints to Kenworth the other day as a thank you and dropped them off. And it was really cool to see everybody in that place. It's, it's, it feels like family at this point, right? These, everybody is just so grounded the director level the general manager level everybody's so cool um and treats everybody uh like friends and it's it's just interesting to be at a corporate company that acts like that and so it was cool i i just it, i remember that being like there's this high moment of i've got all these top level people looking at these photos and they're so appreciative and they're and it's just awesome and then two hours later some guy some yahoo decides to park his little Corolla and make a left-hand turn underneath my front bumper. So, you know, I just decided to never even saw him drive up on his hood. And I'm just thinking, man, I went from one high to the complete opposite in two hours. Yeah. Like you, you can't get mad at it. You can, but you know, life, that is just life right there. And so it's just how you handle that. Yeah. Um, Getting worked think, up about that stuff. It's just not worthwhile. No. I mean, there's to a point, right? There's some things you can really get pissed off about. Cool. But that's just life. It's, uh, you know, it's how you handle it. And I think that's kind of a lot of my business is done well is just trying to enjoy where these people are at. I've gone and done work for people that, uh, trucking companies, guys been, you know, guys been in the business for 35 years and he's got brand new Raptors and, and razors and cars and all this stuff. And you're just looking at it going, man, I don't have any of that. You can't get upset and jealous. You didn't put in those, that out, you know, all that time, you didn't put those hours in and didn't go through all those, those 30 years like he has to get to that point. And so, you know, you got to appreciate that. Just go, wow. All right. Um, make me work a little bit harder. Yeah. I'm I'm reading a book right now about Amazon and I haven't even got into the 2000s yet. It's all about <laughs> Jeff Bezos in the 90s and I sit there I'm like this guy's been busting his ass for like 3 decades at least. No like yeah. No no wonder he is where he is cuz he's been busting his ass for 3 straight decades like and it, it but but people make it seem like the guy just stumbled into this ridiculous fortune but that he started working on like 6 months ago. You're like, whoa, 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 yeah. hold on here. Like, no, 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 that guy has been paying his dues for a long time. Like, he didn't get lucky. It, it wasn't just this little accident. Yeah, right. That's, I don't know how people look at my stuff. You know, people have come up across my photos and, and I don't know what they think. Just, you know, I, I haven't been doing this for, uh, I've been doing this for quite a long time. And it's just now getting to a level where I'm like, I look at some of my shots and I'm going, holy smokes, i can't believe I even got that. You know, there's always that growing part, but it definitely didn't happen overnight. That's for sure. I've had my fair share. Heck, I had a shoot last week that I screwed up on, completely missed the point of what my customer was asking for. I'm like, oh, yeah, I will fix that. I apologize. But, um, you know, I've done, I've done my fair share of free photo shoots to get to where I'm at. And so I laugh when a lot of people now is, hey, could you come out and take a photo of this? Um, you know, could you just do it? And, uh, like, yeah, no, I, you know, I'd love to help you out. And that maybe if I get to it, but you know, I'm running a business at this point and it's, I, I've done, I've worked my ass off to get to where I'm at, you know, whether you've seen it or not, I have. So it's, uh, it's tough. Some of those people don't appreciate it and some do, and you kind of just weed through those people. Right. Yeah. You want to find the people that do appreciate it because, it makes it a lot more enjoyable, as you said. Yeah. 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 They appreciate you. You appreciate them. It's a really good relationship. And that, those guys, that's where the fun kicks in. Yeah. But sure. it's, it's, it, it is rare though. I mean, there's like, before I got into business, I didn't really understand. I, I thought everybody was, you know, 
like the the poster child for integrity and doing the right thing and caring for people. And then I actually get into business and start to learn, oh, wow, uh, a lot of these people just don't give a shit. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's it's eye-opening. Uh, and, and we've done our best to just, you know, uh, part ways with those people over the years and find the people that really do care because it, uh, it makes a lot of difference. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's weird how customers come and go and then the ones that really see the same values as you stay, right? They, they, they just keep trucking along and not everybody stays, you know, some, some people want to do it on their own or they can, you know, bring people in on their own and do their own thing. And okay, cool. I'm, I'm good with that. You know, there's still plenty of work out there, but, um, yeah, I mean, I've had, look at, look at Jason at Rhino, right? Years ago, helping me out, just awesome guy, fantastic helping me out to keep me going when, when things, yeah, I couldn't get people to pay their bills, couldn't get people to hire me. You know, there's years, there's a year there where there's just no work. People just didn't want it. And you're going, okay, well, I still got to try to pay my bills here and keep going. So, you know, he was one of those guys that was there that could just, I could really lean on and go, Hey, I appreciate the work greatly. Yeah. Yeah. We've had a few of those. I mean, times where your back's up against the wall, like, Hey, I I, I really need some help right now. (laughs) And, and they, you know, for whatever reason it works out and they, they come through, you're like, Holy shit. Wow. Thank God. Mm -hmm. I put so much into that relationship because I really needed that. Yeah. No, it's interesting. I follow a couple other photographers on the, on the high level in different industries. And, uh, I remember listening to one who's been doing it for probably 30 years and he's like, you know, I've had one week where I'm absolutely the richest guy out there. And the next week it's, I'm broke. I'm pulling money out of savings. And this, in this industry, at least is for photography and film work. It's so cyclic that you really have to, uh, have a, a bubble to, you know, a, kind of a, um, savings there to just get through those low points. Cause there's not a whole lot of people that'll save you. No. And, uh, and unfortunately a lot of, a lot of creatives found that out over the past year. Um, mm-hmm. especially like in Nashville, you know, a lot of these creatives, a lot of photo video around the music industry. And then when the performing, performing industry, music industry, when it just disappears, what do you do? Yeah. That's a, that's a pretty messed up place to find yourself in. It's, it's interesting. On one hand, I think it's good to see, you know, you have to go through the struggles to kind of figure out where you want to go in life. You know, for me, September 11th, right after graduating high school, changed everything. Uh, you know, that people can say, oh, hey, COVID changed my life. Yeah. Yeah. And it changed a lot of people. And so, you know, it's, it's, how are you going to come out on the other end of this? And, you know, maybe you didn't, Hey, I didn't become an airline pilot. Well, looking back, that's kind of a, a good deal. You know, I enjoy where I've gone now. I enjoyed my time. The Marine Corps had its ups and downs and, uh, but I got to do some really cool stuff that nobody else would even get to do without going that route. And so, um, yeah, having that, just knowing that you got to be very flexible in life to figure out, you know, you're not going to be able to go and do uh, that exact thing that you want at that exact moment without really finding a way, I guess. Yeah. Well, I could, I mean, I could keep going for a very long time, but I know you, uh, you have other Saturday activities to get to. Yeah, I should probably hang out with my kids, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and See, my I, family and my wife. I don't I don't have that, so I can just sit here and talk all day. But uh, I try to be oh, respectful good. of other people and their families. Yeah. No, I appreciate it because, you know, I, I it's pretty cool where you're going and what you've done. I I definitely enjoy seeing it. Um, I think there's a lot, of, a lot of cool people in this industry and a lot of... It's interesting to see the construction industry, the trucking industry, and the creative industry starting to kind of work together. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it's so funny watching, we, we hire a lot of creatives now and watching creatives out on a job site, construction site or mine site for the first time. And they just mm-hmm. look like ducks out of the water. I mean, it's just, it's so, it's so apparent that they've never 
had dirty boots before, but I love it at the same time because it's like, this is exactly what we need to do. We need to show people that have never thought about these industries before what actually goes on to make this country run and, and yeah. make this country civilized. And uh, once they see it, they're in love with it. And, and so we just need to do more and more of that to try to write the, write the ship and paint this world in a, a much more positive manner. For sure. Yeah. I always enjoy the guys that are getting closer to retirement and trying to highlight those people and show that, you know, we just did a film, uh, highlighting a log truck driver and actually three of them. Um, one had 42 years and he's got two or three more years to go. And the other guy five years into it. And he's sitting there going, yeah, I got 30 more years here and I love it. I love the idea that I'm going to be here for a while. He just was happy. Um, but that guy at 42 years, you know, he's like, well, I don't really want to retire. I kind of enjoy where I'm at. And, and, uh, so it's to me just getting to highlight that and show that person, show everybody else, Hey, you know, look at what this guy's done. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. And so, the, and there's a ton of people like that out there, right? It's just how do we get to those people? How do you find them? You know, they, they're not out there with their hand up going, Hey, pick me. Uh, they're just trucking along or, or working their job. And, um, you know, there's another guy out here that, uh, I was talking to, and, you know, he's just average guy comes up in a F-150 work truck and I said, Oh, what did you do before this? It's like, Oh, I, I ran a multi-billion dollar project in Houston for a couple of years. And I'm going, Holy smokes. Okay. Yeah. This guy's working on a little residential thing and, and he's just, I'm good with either one. I just remember they're going, this guy's, yeah, he's been around the block. Oh, a, a lot of these guys have, a lot of them have very rich histories. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's, you know, I, I've said this so many times over. I, I, you know, grew up around very affluent people at country clubs and I'd much rather hang out with a bunch of loggers than rich people on a, on a golf course. Yeah. They're just, they're just more yeah. fun to hang out with because holy shit, they have a lot of stories. They do. They got some cool stuff and you can learn from it you go yeah all right you know that's uh it's interesting to see where people have gone and and the, the different things they've done that's what i really enjoy this that side of it yeah so and then i get to go capture whatever cool the cool trucks they've worked on and different things so but i feel like you know so we should probably give you know in this podcast what do we give for creatives you know you've got a following of people that you know, for both of us watching what we're doing, wanting to build a business. I can think of a handful of people right now trying to get to where we're at, which awesome. Um, you know, all for it. Um, I'm just trying to think like, you know, what are we missing anything here that we want to bring up? My, my biggest point is just pursue whatever gets you excited and, and really just hone in on what works for you rather than, looking at what other people do and trying to copy it. I mean, you can, you can look for other at other people for inspiration, but just follow whatever excites you most. I guess that's how I've done it. And that's what I've let guide me is I just shoot and work with what gets me going. And since I'm excited <laughs> and loving it, it comes across in my photographs. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, that's really the biggest thing that I could offer people. And it sounds super cliche and made up and vague, but that's been everything for me. Yeah. I, absolutely. Right. I, I kind of keep thinking and down the road here, I'm going to switch industries into, I want to go shoot aviation stuff. You know, yeah. I want to go, there's, there's, there's photographers that are, uh, they're not military guys anymore and they're out there getting into these squadrons and getting to go fly and sit back feet, take photos of that. I'm like, how the heck did you get that job? Mm -hmm. well, obviously they found a way, but, uh, I, you know, I always keep thinking I'm going to end up changing or working my way into another industry just because I like it. There's so many things that are awesome. And, you know, that's, yeah, you're, you're right with these guys that, if you're into the photography or you're into creating films or even graphic design or whatever, man, you really, the only way you're going to be happy is if you're doing what you're working on, what you love and, and really just focus on 
what is it that you absolutely enjoy? Because, you know, I think it's the same thing with starting a business, right? It's, if you don't love it, you ain't going to stay in business very long. No. Yeah. And if you're not doing it for the right reason, it, it it's just, there's no way in hell it's going to last long. Yeah. Just, it, it's way too much work. <laughs> That's what I, I tell all these creatives, like, just, just come to work for us because we solve all the, we'll take care of all the bullshit and then you can be creative. Like what, what more can you ask for? And they're like, they kind of yeah. sit down and think about it. Like, actually that's not a bad idea. And it works out pretty well for everybody. Like, let me deal with the lawyers and the, the money and, and all the nonsense and workers comp policies. And, and you can just, you can do the fun stuff. Yeah, no, yeah. You can have fun with that. I'm, I'm going to stick to the creative side. Yeah. I, you know, I'm just, I'm, you hire the people that are good at what they do and you do what you're good at. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you stopping by. Yeah. Yeah. Next time we do this, let's, uh, we'll, we'll shoot this in the uh, studio there. It'd be awesome. It'll be in the studio. It'll be, um, we'll have some beers and we'll have a, we'll have a really nice time. Yeah. That'll be awesome. We should probably like set a challenge, a drinking challenge and a podcast challenge. Right. I, I don't know if that's a good idea. I don't probably not, but uh, sounds fun. Yeah, I, I yeah, wolf. I, I might need to have uh, HR and legal there. No, no, no. Don't get to that point yet. Right? <laughs> we'll just we'll just say, hey, you just put a disclaimer at the beginning. Yeah, that's all we need. Yeah, right? yeah, we'll yeah, yeah fair enough. Covers you for everything. Yeah, so. no, that's that's yeah. There you go. That's the loophole. Yeah. No. Okay. Well, no, thanks, man. Enjoy your weekend, and uh, we'll yeah, be seeing you, you as soon. Well. Yeah. Thanks, man. See you, Colby. And that was Colby Williams from Fueled Photography. Like I said, pretty interesting story. Uh, we're really thankful that he was able to make it on the podcast. Go check out his his stuff on Instagram. On Instagram, he's the.fueled. Um, and then also fueledphotography.com if you want to learn more about him. As always, we have just a, a couple asks. First, uh, if you could share the podcast with your friends, um, you know this is the way that we we grow this thing. We we try to keep it as authentic as possible. We're not trying to have big ads. We're not trying to hawk any uh, any goods or gear to our listeners. But we're so thankful for the organic growth that we've had, and we love doing it. And so it means the world to us when you when y'all do share it. So thank you very much. And second thing is, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns please email me at dirttalk at buildwit.com. Um, I love the questions we get every week, and, and so y'all just keep it coming. Thank you so much. And I guess with that, it's a podcast. I don't have Aaron here to echo me when I say that, but I can say it for myself that that was a podcast. And so with that, stay dirty. Stay dirty.